When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about picking out your favorite movie to watch in a dark basement so that you didn't have to get into any body of water. On this <laughs> podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies that ma- <laughs> from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes who are going to need a bigger boat, Sean Pryor and AJ Vans. How the heck are you? Yeah, man. I just need a boat. Yeah. That'd <laughs> be nice. I, uh, like, when's this, when's, when we get famous, like you're super famous, we just get a boat and we're going to we're gonna call it the Confused Breakfast? Yeah. That's yeah. just the name of the boat? Yeah, that's just the name. That's what we'll call it. I have nothing creative to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then we're just going to move forward. Yeah, huh? Let's just talk about movies. It is officially the start <laughs> of our month-long series of movies from Woo! the 1970s. On this episode, we will discuss the original summer blockbuster and highest-grossing film of all time upon its release, a movie that jump-started the career of Steven Spielberg and gave us three shitty sequels <laughs> and countless merchandise, including an utterly useless NES game, the movie that made everyone afraid to swim in the ocean. We are, of course, talking about 1970. Fives, Jaws. Down, down. Yeah. It's Wednesday morning. It's early. Way too early for you. You're probably sitting in traffic like me. Why not have your coffee and bacon with the confused breakfast boys? Good morning, boys. Morning. Damn, dang it. <laughs> just try out the new intro from yeah, time to time. We just got to pepper it in <laughs> if we can. It. Starting off a new series, Summer <laughs> 70s. I'm di- it's, it's refreshing. Love it. And for those looking to find this movie, as of the recording of the end of July of 2022 when we're doing this, I only found it on Tubi, T-U-B-I. That seems to <laughs> yes. be a nice place to get free movies. You just got to watch a couple ads. Yep. You got to deal with the ads, but it's free 100%. Like, you just... You don't even have to put in a like credit card or whatever. I can't deal with the ads. No, no. I, I, I fully agree. But it's the same ads over and over and over again. It's like, is your back hurting? It's like, <laughs> okay, I got that one. And then like the next time it comes around, and sometimes they play, they play congruently. <laughs> but the worst. The Why worst did it start over? It's like at least when it, when you were watching it on like TBS or TNT, uh, at least the they, the commercials were planned out. Yes. Like <laughs> now, like if you have to deal with it on streaming, it'll be like. It cuts it at the worst times, like right when he's about to say, we're going to need it. And now our ad for Espresso. (laughs) I don't know. Boston Market hands are here to stay. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Well, uh, we also need one more thing that we got to talk about. We discussed actually filming this episode in a pool, <laughs> That's in true. AJ's pool, and yeah. we were going to do it. Yeah. However, there is severe weather outside. It's really yeah. bad out there. So mm-hmm. I think our promise to you is that when we do Waterworld, right. then, then, we, then we go in the pool. Yeah. I think that's our promise. Any, any, <laughs> the next water movie we do. Yeah. Ocean's gonna, Eleven. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's, so, in order, give me the bell. <laughs> that one, that's already winning. God damn it, son of a bitch! In order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. AJ, start with you. Tell us the first time you saw this movie. What your nostalgic what? rating is? So, I would watch this movie. Well, I really wouldn't watch it a lot. It would have to be on, and somebody else is watching it. And I, I honestly, the most I remember about this. Is is that short clip of um, was it Roy Schneider um, when he sees the shark for the first yeah. time and it's just yeah. like him? Like, oh. <laughs> I remember that in like some sort of like Turner Classic Movies commercial and like, and then I see, see it on like on on TMC or whatever it is. The Majesty of Film. You got it. Uh, and I wouldn't watch it though. I just would not watch the yep. movie. I would I would give it chances here and there. I didn't want to watch it. It scared me. I we don't live near bodies no. of water necessarily. We're smack dab in the middle of the yeah, no coast. Like we don't need a boat. Okay, we don't need a <laughs> boat at all. Um, Although I would say the the waters here that you can go into are probably a little bit more fucking dangerous than correct. the ocean. Yeah, he's, he's right. It's very true. Just Big crumb. Blue. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um, so. <laughs> That being said, I I kind of watched it, but then it also had that '70s grain, and I thought it was an old movie, and I didn't want to watch it. God so, yeah, that was really cool back then. Starting so I'm gonna, '70s I'm, off really nice here. You know what? I'm gonna just say, just say it a one. No, it's a two point two. Two point two for AJ. Sean, what about you, man? <sighs> I mean, now, we're talking first time you saw it. Yeah, first time I saw it, I it's was. I don't know, maybe like six. This is just like a movie that my parents like they would watch, and I was just there, and they didn't like have any discretion of like my fragile mind as a sponge taking in all this violence of kids dying in water and shit. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was great. I mean, like I was super into sharks after watching this movie. Like I got like a bunch of like Nat Geo books of just like the shark editions. I loved shark week. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I, I just thought it was a cool movie. I'd just give it a 5.5, 5.5 for Sean. I, I was absolutely terrified of this movie. I loved the ocean and I didn't want to be scared of the ocean. Mm. So anytime this would pop on, I never watched it all the way through. I always thought way more people died in this movie. Yeah. I just thought it was, every time I turned it on, someone was dying. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't watch. I always thought Brody was a lifeguard. Because <laughs> he was always on the beach, like, get over. He's a yeah. community lifeguard. Yeah. Community lifeguard. <laughs> I just always walked in on the same parts, changed the channel every time. Yeah. Uh, I do have a crazy story, though. My my girlfriend in college, her dad told me a story about how they vacationed in Hawaii the year this came out, like months oh, after this movie came out. God. And he said he couldn't figure out why, like something felt weird. They were hanging out on the beach, and they're like, what feels weird? And he realized that no one was swimming in the water. <laughs> this beautiful beach. And he said everybody, it was kind of like the scene in the movie where yeah. everybody was just sitting on the beach going, mm, I'm not going in there. Yeah. And it was all because of this movie. So, oh, wow. I mean, I, I'm terrified of this movie. So I'm, I'm only a three, I think, nostalgic wow. rating. Yeah. Tyler Dark, executive producer, says, uh-oh, you hear that, boys? 
That's the sound of this episode's movie, Jaws. What can be said about this movie that hasn't already been said? I don't know about everyone else, but this movie definitely made me afraid of the ocean for a good while as a kid. Big sharks and the unknown of that deep blue sea had me sticking to the sand for a vacation or two. That theme playing through my head every time I looked at the water. Still, I have been and always will be a fan of anything horror or suspense related, so my nostalgic review rating is going to be a solid eight. So he's Mm. he's up quite there a bit. That that takes us to a nostalgic rating of 4.67 nostalgic. So that is um, that's bottom five. That's uh, slightly better than The Shining. (laughs) Slightly worse than Groundhog Day. (laughs) Again, the nostalgic meter has no no weight. There's no weight to it. (laughs) I'll I'll get over it like right now. Again, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. So we'll We'll see how that changes as we move (laughs) along. Next, it's time to learn all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, that's your job. What do you got for us? Keep it under under a little bit of time, maybe. I I don't know. (laughs) Produced by David Brown and Richard Zanuck. Written by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb, based on the novel by Peter Benchley. Cinematography by Bill Butler. Edited by Verna Fields. Music by John Williams. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. Cast, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, Lorraine Gary, Murray Hamilton, Carl Gottlieb, Susan Back- Backlany, Lee Ferrero, and Chris Ribello. Producers Zanuck and Brown heard, heard about the story of Jaws the novel and knew it would be a great movie. Not knowing how the story would translate to the big screen, the producers needed a good director. Steven Spielberg was contacted after a couple of directors dropped out. He was very excited about the book and really thought he could make this translate to screen because he had already done it. Spielberg was fresh off the directing the movie Duel, which was uh, very similar to the plot of Jaws. It's a TV movie he made before this, and it's basically just a truck hunting down this one dude. And it's, Joyride? It's yeah, Joyride. it's pretty much Joyride's pretty much like ripped off of that. Okay. Um, Candy cane. It's a great movie, and uh, yeah, VHS I think is the only place you can see it. I don't know. <laughs> Principal photography was to begin in May of 1974, and the producers wanted to be done by June 30th of the same year to prevent a pending strike with with the Screen Actors Guild. Contracts going to be up on that date. The contract that the studio had with uh, the Screen Actors Guild was about to just be done, so they wanted this movie to be filmed literally in like a month or two, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. The original novel has the characters fairly unlikable, even going as far as Hooper and Ellen Brody having an affair. (laughs) so weird. <laughs> I, I can't see it. Spielberg wanted to add some levity to the scripts. So wait, to- wait, Hooper and Brody having an affair? <laughs> Hooper and Ellen Brody. <laughs> she said, Brody. "Hey man, hey, 1970s, hey, whatever." Summer man. of love. I don't know. <laughs> Spielberg wanted to add some levity to the script, so to do so, Spielberg hired Carl Gottlieb to do a pass on the script and add some humor and more likability to the characters. Gottlieb is more of like a comedic writer. Um, I, I'm not, I hadn't really looked up what he done before this but uh he's in the movie right uh we'll get to that though too robert duvall and charlton heston were around the first actors who were vetted for the role of brody spielberg had seen the french connection though and thought roy schneider could pull it off nine days before production was to begin the roles of quentin hooper were still not nailed down Jesus. lee marvin Whoa. sterling hayden was were considered for quint but both passed having seen the sting spielberg cast robert shaw John Voight, Timothy Bottoms, Jan Michael Vincent, oh, Kevin no. Klein, Joel Gray, and Jeff Bridges were considered, but after f- friend of Spielberg, George Lucas, had made American Graffiti, he suggested yep. Richard Dreyfus. Awesome. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. I love that. I can't see it. <laughs> the film began shooting on May 
1974 in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. Be- being the first major motion picture shot in the ocean, the production had a lot of trouble. With a budget of $3 million, the film ended up costing $9 million. With a schedule of 55 days, the film took 159 days. With the, with the fake shark being a mechanical marvel at the time, it didn't all the time work. So its job, it didn't all the time do its job. So Spielberg and writer Carl Gottlieb had to rewrite on set and sort of only hint at the shark. Uh, hence all the beginning scenes pretty much yeah. not seeing the shark, really. The production was nicknamed Flaws by the crew. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's really cute. cute. They're having fun. They're having a good joke. I like that. Um, Spielberg's. Spielberg's, That was just in jest. This is fun, right? Yeah, we're having a good time. We're having fun, right? Actually, it was a nightmare. Spielberg Spielberg said he was naive about filming in nature and trying to conquer it to make art, but his insistence on making the film in the actual ocean proves that it could only be done that way because filming in a giant pool would not look good at all. On June 20th, 1975, Jaws was released and was a massive hit with its $9 million budget. The film ended up garnering 472 million being the first summer blockbuster spawned several sequels launching an entire genre of films being the shark movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, well, sci-fi week two sci-fi probably, movies yeah. pretty yeah. much, uh, and still makes people afraid of the ocean to this day. Mm. That's what I got. Sorry for the long winded. Oh, shit, that was really great. Actually. Very concise. Thank you very mm. much, yeah, man. Good job. Thanks. Mm. I'm sweating. <laughs> it is kind of hot in here. <laughs> it would have been better in the pool. You're anyway, right. we know that you have at least one friend who loves this movie just as much as you guys. So hit that little share icon on your podcast app, directly message the episode to them. Sharing is one of the best ways you can support this podcast. Also, don't forget to go to our website, confusedbreakfast.com. We got t-shirts. We got links to all of our cool stuff. And finally, if you're caught up on all the episodes and you're looking for more, you can go to our YouTube channel, watch us for a totally different experience. You can also support us on Patreon to get access to more than 70 hours of bonus audio episodes, and you get to vote on upcoming movies plus more stuff. We added another perk, uh, which is our now private Discord server channel. Uh, We'd have a bunch of backlog chats about movies in there. It's a lot of fun. So you can get all Mm -hmm. that. Sign up at patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Support us. Oh, my God. Thanks. Do it. Okay. AJ, you do the research for us. You give us the ratings, the reviews of this movie. What do you got, man? I got lots, but we always got to start with the tomato meter. (laughs) Definitely a a splat. It's a huge splat. At coming in only at 97%. Oh, oh what a terrible this movie. sucks. Rotten. Yes. So that is... Uh, Certified fresh, 97%. Same as last week. Uh, what, what did we do last week? Roger Rabbit was also 97. That oh. is that is tied for number two wow. that we've done Jeez. at 97. Just below Princess Bride. Oh, oh Perfect movie. Um, and audiences agreed at uh, 90%. Uh, and then... I believe we had uh, IMDb coming in at 8.1. That's 8. top 10. 8. Top 10 of any movies we've done that is tied with Jurassic Park. Yeah. All right. Kind of kind of makes sense, that right? Fits. Rock and roll. Yeah. Roger Ebert said, one of the most effective thrillers ever made. Uh, Ian Nathan at Empire, he said, it was the complete nightmare that invented summer blockbuster. It launched the genius on a global sp- global scale and delivered an astonishingly effective thriller built on a very primal level fear how about that uh and then ty burr uh said steven spielberg 
overcame the lumpy plotting of Peter Benchley's novel to create an efficient, graceful fright machine in Jaws. <laughs> lumpy overcame. plotting. <laughs> overcame. Yeah, lumpy plotting. I like that term a lot. <laughs> I've never heard that. Oh, come on. You do that every morning. Hey, rock and roll. Uh, Dave Kerr, uh, he gave it a 40, though. Uh, Steven Spielberg's mechanical thriller is guaranteed to make you scream on schedule. John Williams' score even has the audience reactions programmed into the melodies particularly if your tolerance for weak motivation and other minor inconsistencies is high. Mm. He wasn't stoked on that. Okay. Well, I got a couple of fan reviews. One out of ten, overrated, said Harry Plinkett. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a cheap popcorn movie about a shark that eats people. Nothing about it is spectacular. It is not very scary either, and the ending is rather silly. I absolutely loathe Spielberg and everything he ever made. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? Like you're just doing this now. <laughs> like, do you just sit around in a turtleneck and like smoke long thin sniffing cigarettes, a, sniffing a glass of your own farts? Your own farts, just I, caramel. Ooh, ooh, mm. like, baloney. Can I get some, farts on rocks? I don't know. Cheese. <laughs> I mean ice. I need ice. Someone brought up to me on Instagram uh, like last week that I think we had our first uh, plant review. Which is, if they listen to the show, they can just go and put a review okay, just for funnies. You really think that happened I mean, last week? It, it could have been us. could have been a different podcast. I yeah. don't know. But like people do that. So yeah. uh, what was the guy's name? Like Shitty Poopies? Uh, <laughs> it was something weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Shitty Poopies. <laughs> it was something that made us laugh. I remember that. So. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to go back and find it. We'll, we'll figure that one out. But uh, last one for you guys. This is another one out of 10. It's just entitled, Are You Kidding? Uh, this was in 2011. Uh, and I just like the way it starts out. Is Dreyfus can't act his way out of a soggy paper sack. <laughs> Which is something you have to do in daily life. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, day one in acting training. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Get the training. sack. Water it down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see what you got. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Spielberg started out cheesy and never lost his knack. One of the worst uses of celluloid and time ever. <laughs> they said, I can't submit this review without 10 lines of text. There isn't 10 lines of text that is worthy of, this, worthy of use on this flick. Don't waste your time <laughs> unless you want to see a farce with a fake rubber fish on foam skin. No plot. Totally predictable. The only saving grace is Roy Schneider. Uh, <laughs> Roy Schneider. Roy, Roy Schneider is the sheriff. <laughs> a lifeguard. <laughs> He's a bigger boat. It ain't so great <laughs> having a small boat. <laughs> Will he stay afloat in that boat? God, we are sons and it's official. <laughs> he is totally wasted in this, but his five minutes on screen blunts the pain of the rest of the movie. Listen, you take your own advice. This is a waste of time. What are you doing right <laughs> what are you now? Doing? Come on, man. You wasted more time than anybody on this movie. <laughs> like, we God. watched it and moved on with our yeah, lives. No. <laughs> What's going on here? 
All right, that's all I got, guys. <laughs> all right, friends. Well, listen up. Before we dissect this classic movie with a modern eye, scene by scene, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. Yeah, you do. A few days ago was National Scotch Day, which oh. is kind of weird because, like, here's the lesson about scotch. So scotch <laughs> is a single malt whiskey that is made in Scotland. Yeah. So we have a United States holiday <laughs> about a whiskey that is only made in Scotland. That's the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. Other culture, me. that's ours now. Yeah. Yes, that's ours. But but here's what's weird. So yeah. you you can still make scotch. You can use the same formula of scotch in America, but you just can't call it scotch. We just call it a single malt, right. single malt whiskey. Cedar Ridge has their quintessential American single malt. I personally do not like scotch. It's one of my least. It's a whiskey, and I love whiskey, but I just hate scotch. I don't like that. Feels like I sat around a campfire feeling like yeah. that mossy, ugh. and then you add like a cigar to it. It's like, this is, mm. I don't know why you like this. Yeah. Mm, Band aids run through ashtrays. Mm, this yeah. is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no. but, the, but seriously, the quintessential American single malt, I don't know why it's different. Yeah. Because it's made under the same pretenses as scotches, but I, I love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of their better products that Cedar Ridge makes. So yeah. if, if you're, if you've got the bourbon and stuff and you're looking to change it up a little bit, like get, grab that uh, quintessential single malt. That's a really good. Good one on just a just a rock or just by itself. Like good it's stuff. it's a delicious. In fact, our bottle's gone, isn't it? Because we drank it. It's oh, probably yeah. in the corner. Over there. <laughs> it's in the boneyard. There's a boneyard of <laughs> Cedar Ridge bottles. Over here. So go go grab a bottle of that or any of their other incredible whiskey products at your local stores or go online to cedarridgewhiskey.com. Order some straight to your door. Enjoy responsibly and remember, supporting Cedar Ridge not only puts some amazing whiskey in your stomach. But it also supports this podcast. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Ishkabaha. Are they, or do they have a Slipknot one? They have a Slipknot number nine. Fuck yeah, dude. Psychosocial. Um, <laughs> that's it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Uh, cool. Someone commented and it was like, I miss you saying I know, fuck yeah. yeah. When <laughs> I go, yeah, or try their Slipknot. Here, let's try it. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. You can have American Quintessential Single Malt, the, the, the flagship bourbon, or their uh, collaboration with Slipknot. Fuck yeah, dude. Psychosocial. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. That's All what right. people missed. All right, we got it. Wow, okay. Well, boys, what do you say we head to the island town of Amity Island for the 4th of July weekend? We can take our shirts off. We can play beach volleyball against other tan and sweaty men. Once our game's over, we'll take off our sand-covered jeans. We can go for a relaxing swim in the ocean. Nothing bad will happen to us, right? No. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Here we go! <laughs> So in the New England beach town of Amity Island, a young woman is attacked in the ocean. The next day, her partial remains are found on shore. The medical examiners conclude that it was a shark attack, which leads police chief Martin Brody to close the beaches. Mayor Larry Vaughn persuades him to reverse his decision. These damn fucking hippies Dude. and their beach parties. This party, man, it... it, it infuriates me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Not a cell phone in sight. Yeah, right, yeah. guys? Better times, huh? Better times. Yeah. Better times. Where people just, like, put one person played a guitar and another yeah. person played a harmonica, a completely different tune. <laughs> well, he's over at that fire, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, different no. fires. Yeah, Two feet yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. No, dude, it's, it's completely fine. Uh, and then, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, you just you just hang they're just hanging out they're just hey summer's starting up or summer, something and summer party let's get out there bro panic's playing Pan <laughs> <laughs> 
Panic's Widespread Panic's gonna rip ass. We're gonna. Yeah. Rip <laughs> well, why do they go? Like, We're gonna change the world tonight. <laughs> tomorrow, really? <laughs> I mean, tomorrow because you're getting drunk tonight. It just shows how dumb these stoner hippies are. They are ten feet away from the water. You know what's in there? What sharks? Yeah, but they're dude, Sean. She's and like salt water. Let's go run. Yeah, and let's go to the beach. It's ten feet that way, but let's go a mile that way up the dunes first before <laughs> yeah. we go up there. Like, I don't understand yeah. that. Well, they're gonna fuck. Well, hippies don't care. Yeah. It's it's free love. There was no you didn't have to you didn't have to use protection. <laughs> That's what I hear. Only That's sailors. Yeah, you know. yeah. Only sa- um, <laughs> bow legged women. The the, the 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 I feel so bad for for the guy honestly more than the girl. <laughs> he's like, yeah, poor he's guy's like slow down, yeah. slow up. I, I don't know which way you want me to go. I, go slow. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just he's just trying so hard, and he's just struggling and. And uh, you know what? I feel like she kind of just brought this on herself. Yeah. You always go swimming with a partner. Yes. yes. You always have a swimming buddy. She did not use the buddy system no. or the body system. No. Yeah. And and she got what she she deserved on that one. I, I am a firm <laughs> I am a firm lover of the ocean. I I grew up around it. I I love it so much. Being in the oceans, I'm I'm scuba dive being, certified. Being from St. Louis. I, yeah. But yeah, when we go on trips, I'm just saying salt life. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, no, but like the one thing I will never do, I'm not scared of the ocean. I've done so many things in it. I will never go in the ocean at night. I will never go in anybody water at night. One time I went in a swimming pool with no lights on and I hated it. It's terrifying. So what is she doing? Man, I'll tell you, like it's (laughs) don't do them. Don't do them around a fire. Even this is your brain on weed. I'll tell you, man. Like the we we haven't talked about really like John Williams yet. It's just opening oh, with God. just like the the camera underwater, obviously, and the title sequence. Um, yeah, the music is just incredible. They're, however, like iconic and everything that it is. And you know, being John Williams, like I said, in Jurassic Park, I think it just seems like the movie that existed. Like we were born with his yeah. music in our veins somehow. Mm. Like it just sounds familiar it anytime you hear like- it. Oh, I've heard this before. Yeah. So, no, you haven't. He just wrote this. Exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah, he just somehow touches that, that chord in you, but, um, I'll get to it later. Some of yeah. some of the music that he has, some of the choices and stuff. I'm like, ah, yeah, it really taints it for me. He's but, learning. Yeah. I guess. He's learning. At, pretty, this po- at this point, he was yeah. pretty, it was very early for his career. Yeah, he he said that this kind of like skyrocketed his, yeah. Yeah. Like really launched. He won the career. Oscar for this one. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the one thing about this though, too, and especially in the op- opening sequence is, how how does he make it seem like that music is watered down? Do you know what I mean? Like, like it sounds like, like you're listening from to it underwater or something, and that's what I yeah. got out of oh it this God, time. I didn't even think about that. I was like, cool. I was like, I was like, oh. yeah. And you're just like, it's like I'm Instead hearing that. Bah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, Gosh, that's so cool how he how really they did cool. that and incorporated it in. You know. Also, I I still we go through these movies. How the fuck is this PG? Yeah, dude. This even no. just this opening scene hurt. That is so terrifying. Her going, uh, uh, and she's like swallowing water. Uh, like it, it's scary. I read that like to get her sound doing that. Well, first of all, they were like dragging her around on some mechanical yeah. thing that ended up like breaking her hip. Yeah. Oh my that was god. Re- they were really dragging her around. Then to get the sounds, they like tied her. They like waterboarded her in a in a recording studio to get her to like. Good god. Wah, like she was actually swallowing water. Jesus. Ugh. It was amazing, dude. The way dedicated. What, yeah. what creeps me out the most is she's screaming her lungs out, and no one can no hear one it because they're playing that. Woody Guthrie or some <laughs> shit. And <laughs> fucking Alice's Restaurant getting yeah. played on the beach God up there. Damn it! Like, will you stop. 
<laughs> At least it wasn't a fish song. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, just, I, just, I do. Shark further away. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I just hate fish. I have to work that in here somehow. Uh, but her screams, like you're saying, yeah. they are horrifying. Yeah, and, terrifying, man. But as soon as she goes underwater, it oh. is calm and silent and nothing. Yes. It's so like creepy. It. Yeah. Yeah, it is incredible. And, like, that is, again, just reiterating by yourself, 100% in the dark. She swam out a long way. Yeah. That buoy is out there, bro. Yeah. Those things exist out there for a reason. For, Sandbar. For boats. And you're just like, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's like clutching onto that thing. Uh, and I'm like, ah, this is the worst. This is my nightmare. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's typically when I would turn this movie, I go, oh, that's what this movie's going to be about. Yeah. And then I would just stop watching. Yeah. Why do I want any Why do I want to see the rest of this? <laughs> But then it moves into like these these like now we're developing we're meeting characters. We've got Chief Brody. We we see what we're learning about the town of Amity Island, how important tourism to mm-hmm. it. We're meeting Chief Brody who who just moved here and yeah. he's like wants to establish himself. He wants to do the right thing. He's, he he thinks this is a shark bite. He wants to close the beaches, but the mayor dude that shot I, I know you want to talk technical stuff and, and oh, help yeah. me out, but that all these wonners in mm-hmm. this movie, like I never realized that. The one that the one that's there's so many good ones, but this one where he gets on the ferry, it's like two minutes long. It's a two minute long one shot where think about when it, what went into this. Uh, he's on there. The car has to drive on. The guy is actually driving this yeah. boat. He's actually driving this water ferry. You can see yeah. him doing the motor. So they had to get that right. That was probably just some guy. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, can you just drive a this lot car? Of, a lot of locals were just extras. It was unbelievable. That, that show, like two minutes long of, that, of them talking, having to get their dialogue perfect as the car comes on, and then the boat turns around and goes the other way. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... It, if you can get it right, you know, get like all a bunch of rehearsal and everything like that, like really, really nail it down, especially with the dialogue and just all like the blocking of, of the movement of the boat and everything, then it kind of saves you money too. Yeah. You know, like it saves you some time if you can get it right. And I don't know how many you times they did it, it right. but hopefully it wasn't much. Cause <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was because it went way over budget. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they had time. In fact, a lot of this, a lot of these shots were taking place when the shark was broken, basically. Yeah, right? exactly. Because you're telling me they intended to show the shark like right from the start. Yep. Like the shark would have come up and got the girl, and you were like, "Oh my god, it's a shark!" I love that that went wrong for him. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it completely changes this movie. I think it like kind of made or took like ha- had a lesson in cinema after that is like kind of keeping it from the audience until like the end, you know, like having, I mean, we don't know how big the shark is no until they we say, we don't even know it's a shark. Yeah. I mean, we do because of the advertising. Yeah. But, yeah. Technically. <laughs> but uh, like, you know, um, alien, what yeah. like didn't show that thing for a long time, you know, predator, predator. Yes. Was, there's very little screen time. Yeah. Predator. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a funnier reference, but Ninja Turtles. Remember when we talked about Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yeah, and we're like, hey, let's not show them right away. Like we <laughs> yeah. wanted we wanted the mystery in the dark of that them like saving April or whatever. Yeah. Same idea. Like <laughs> Wait, what's this movie called? Teenage Mutant Ninja Where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what are we watching? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I like uh, Ellen Brody, his wife, Chief Brody's Chief Brody's wife. Uh, I like their back and forth a lot. Yeah, uh, they they did the Boston joke for us. That's good. The park the car and have it. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was fine. I was like, oh, I didn't have to write that down. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then I like when he goes into the office and his secretary is like, Chief, Chief Brody, <laughs> and um, it's it's another kind of oneer. It kind of follows him into the office and like back a little bit. And then the only like cut harsh cut is a extreme close up of him saying shark attack of possible death yeah on that girl and i don't know what it is about that but it is just like that's filmmaking to me like it's just 
boom, right there. And you know, you know, by his like kind of hesitation with that and it, it showing the audience like this is important. Like it tells a lot about Chief Brody to me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a, a hopper from Stranger Things. Almost. Yes. He just yes. like leave me leave me alone until I get my coffee. Coffee kind of is for more <laughs> for coffee and contemplation. <laughs> and I just think about that. That's sort of the same mm-hmm. guy almost. It feels good to me. Definitely. The girl um when they find her and everything and like uh, on the beach. Yeah. Um I got to say like nobody takes anything serious on this island. Like it's like the cop who finds her the first one that he at first he's very serious he's like oh he's very shook shook up you know but then later on he's like joking back and forth it's like oh yeah we'll probably find another couple of dead people who knows <laughs> i don't know and, like he's just eventually he's just having a good time he just wants to go swim in the water with his hat still on probably and it, it like but everybody is like that, it, and like the the mayor is like this. It's like, well, are you sure it's a shark attack? I don't know. It looks like a shark shaped bite out of her ass. <laughs> yeah, like could have been a boat. Uh, looks like a propeller yeah. chopped her up to me. Are I'm we like, sure it wasn't her boyfriend? <laughs> they just met at the panic, at the widespread panic concert. Bodacious butt, right there. <laughs> yeah, to be honest. <laughs> Posthumous butt. Sorry. I, you got to feel bad for that guy, though, too, because he's like, he's also like thinking how lucky he is that he passed out on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> was, the it, was it was like, him shit. on the beach uh, what, showing that cop? I think he was the one that like that, reported that, it. That reported, he's like, yeah, she was missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, yeah, it's that, that okay. was the guy. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's, he's like, uh, well, he's asking questions to the guy, the cop is, and he's like, oh, so like, what, what kind of happened? He's like, well, I reported it, didn't I? I'm off the hook. Can't I leave? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude, you want to be away from this. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Jesus. I don't want to be anywhere near that anymore. <laughs> All right, so a few days later, a shark kills a young boy in full view of a crowded beach. A bounty is placed on the shark, causing an amateur shark hunting frenzy. Consulting oceanographer Matt Hooper arrives and believes that a killer shark is on the loose. When local fishermen catch a tiger shark, the mayor proclaims that the beach is safe. Are we assuming that dog was eaten? Yes. I'm just so glad they didn't show anything I, to do with that. I was I was mad at that point. I was, I'm fine if that I like that kid, he deserved it. Yeah, I but don't the care. dog the did kid. not deserve it. The not kid. the dog bullshit. Pippin or Pippet? Pippin. I think it's I Pippin. Know. The the yeah. the uh subtitle said Pippet or Tippet. I'm like, mm. no. 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 I can Pippin. see his lips saying Pippin. Yeah. There's <laughs> movie. Yeah. Maybe right. movie. <laughs> The fact that the mayor is telling Chief Brody, like, uh, you yell shark. We have a widespread panic on our hands, you know. Um, and so everyone's at the beach, and it's the another great filmmaking moment, like directing moment, and everyone kind of rips this off. Uh, one is the people walking by, and, and it cuts. It cuts to another close-up, and then someone walks by again. It cuts closer to, oh, okay. to Chief Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright does that a bunch. Uh, and then when uh, when in that scene too, I don't know, like that that red herring dude, like the, he can see like the thing coming after the the girl in the water on the okay. raft. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes up, and it's just that it's just that old man going, like <laughs> making kissing faces at Chief Brody. Did you see that guy? No, super, is he the yeah. one that walks up and he's like, yeah. he's talking about the hat? Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. The sa- hey, that's some bad hat. Yeah. <laughs> If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That guy. Yeah. Most punchable face. Okay. Are we... 
Is, are we talking about the same guy? He's the guy that walks. He's the old man that walks up he's and he's got, like, he says, he's uh, like, bad hat we know, and we know about you. You don't go in the water at all, yeah. do you? Yeah, so that's some bad hat. And he goes Ooh, and walks away. <laughs> I think, Fuck yeah, that guy. Punch I'm, him. I'm, I'm punching him. Maybe the mayor, but that's kind of obvious. Yeah, that's yeah. an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, good punching stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, let's punch him. <laughs> yeah, saggy titties. Um, <laughs> I want to box yeah. those things. But then, like once, once that uh, you realize like the the uh, dog is gone and everything like mm-hmm. that, he it obviously you know something's happening, and we get the shot and and the theme music of that little boy's feet and oh just God. the wide shot and no music. It's just like the the crashing of the waves and the fins. Like it's like he's playing with his prey. It's so creepy. And then just like the gurgle of blood oh, it's shooting so out of the much water. Blood. I'm like, when I first saw that, I'm like, what? It, well, no. Holy, yeah. you can't kill kids in movies when I'm a kid. Yeah, exactly. No, dogs and kids yeah. all in the scene. Wow. You yeah. can't do that. They they just went for it. Yeah. They just went for it. Uh, it was obviously very terrifying, the fact that they're just like, okay with doing that with a kid, you know. Uh, no and, one's safe. No, yeah, exactly. Like, it just, it, it reinforces that, that no one is safe, yes. you know. And... I think we even get to a point that uh, uh, the mayor wanted him to not shut down the beach. Uh, This is like a tourist thing, uh, busy season, if you will. Fourth of July is coming up. They're only thinking about the economy here. And I I get it. Like, this is their all of these, their livelihoods. Like, it'll be fine. Like, no big deal. In this economy, we need it. (laughs) But my thought process is like, the mayor has like no basis. He's just, he's only thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Then you have uh, uh, Brody, who's trying to do this. And at least, I don't even know if he's trying to shut it down per se yet. He just wants to be, like, safe. Or he wants to be sure. But the mayor just stomps his way in and just like, nope. We gotta keep it open. Yeah, I just might, that's the most annoying thing I've ever seen. And then, and then Brody gets slapped by the mom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you knew. About a show. It's like, yeah, I did, but I, I tried to do something about it. It's the mayor. It's so frustrating, like watching this. It part makes of the you movie. like him, yeah, for like a lot more for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I. It humanizes him a lot. Yeah. Like where he's 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 not complaining. He's like, well, it wasn't me, bitch. You yeah, know? I know. He's like, yeah, I'll take it, whatever, because this idiot's corrupt and shit. You know. Yeah. Quint's intro <laughs> is so fucking awesome. The, the nails on the chalkboard. Yes. And his his whole monologue and just his you know I'll catch this bird for you. Ain't gonna be cheap. You know, like I love, I love his character. I love Robert Shaw so much. Um, what do you guys think about him? Well, so, so thinking nostalgically, like I, I hated him. I'm like this mm-hmm. stupid old captain. Like he's just crazy. He's gonna yeah. get all killed. Yeah. And and this even this scene was, if I think back nostalgically, I'm like, oh, this guy's just crazy. He's just crazy old sea captain. Right. But upon like we'll we'll definitely get to this later. Yeah. But my my I did a 180. On on Robert Shaw and and the character of Quint in this movie mm-hmm. on Modern Day Watch because mm-hmm. you know he's got the weird like first of all there's no way you could ever do your nails on a chalkboard and keep a room of fifty people <laughs> to go what was that yeah. <laughs> oh what is that noise yeah. <laughs> no way we couldn't even hear it right now in this room no. but, but it's yeah it's it's a really cool intro and and it's it sets up him being the crazy old sea captain who nobody's gonna listen to yeah. when they could have just listened to him yeah. right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't his, listen to old man Jenkins. He's yeah. still crazy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of his mannerisms and some of his language actually came from a like an actual local fisherman called uh, Craig Kingsbury, who also moonlighted as a local drunk uh, in the <laughs> town of uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, that Massachusetts town. Uh, 
<laughs> moonlighted as it's like so he was just that's my own little anecdote yeah, yeah, i know yeah, yeah. i know I, just, I think it's a very <laughs> funny way to put it like yeah i, I, I drink on the side like <laughs> it's a side hustle for me uh, that's nice you make a lot of money <laughs> uh he was used in the film for one of the boatmen actually we'll get to like the whole like hunting scene he's the guy with like the extremely long whatever he's saying like, oh these people are gonna go crashing down and, like i don't know if you guys noticed that guy but he's that guy uh and his uh head his head was cast as the head that floats out of the uh f- from the hole in the boat later when the hooper that was him at, yeah that's his oh. uh, life cast as his head he was Weird. uh actually the scene where they take off uh to actually go hunt the the shark he, his house can be seen over here, and he was like really annoyed by the, the, whole, the whole production. And once he realized what they were actually making the movie on, and like kind of his job, he's a fisherman. He helped out like a lot actually, wow. like, and he obviously inspired a lot for uh, Quint. So yeah, kind of cool. Well, yeah, he he helped out a ton, and I like I think he even went uncredited for the most part yeah. in this whole. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that guy, they would have had a hell of a time yeah. doing a lot of things. Absolutely, like as far as the seafaring goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very funny. There, there's a funny Quint moment too. Like I, I really like that. There, there's this frenzy of fishermen getting ready to win this bounty, and Quint just drives by in his boat and just has that smile on his face, <laughs> yeah. like these amateurs. Yeah. Like they're, and he knows it. He's like, they're not gonna, they're yeah. not gonna catch this guy. He, he, in his head, he's like, I don't even know if I can catch that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm saying that, then there's no way these amateurs are gonna do it. It's just such a subtle little smile that he has on his face when he goes by. I, when he, when he's introduced, like in the town hall or something like that, he gets up when he's done saying his stuff he gets up and he's got his buddy with him i don't know if he's like i don't know like blarge or binkers or something probably his name but you never see him again blarge blarge yeah i think his name's blarge Blarge, blarge. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it said in the subtitles oh okay i know you guys watch blarge (laughs) oh man um what about richard richard dreyfus what about hooper coming in here Pretty cool. Um, I like Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, I love. Richard. I'm a big think, fan of him. I think he's the best performance in this movie. I agree with in you. my opinion. And you were saying he's fresh off of American Graffiti at this point. Per, kind of. It's a. It's a like few years. A couple of years. He like jumps off that boat. I'm like, that's like the coolest dude I've ever seen from the 70s. Yeah. Like he's kind of good looking too. Like yeah. he's got his little beard. Yeah. He's kind of. He's got denim the, on. He's, yeah. He's rocking the denim like yeah. vibes. He's got this like like. Like what hipsters want to be right now, <laughs> you know? What I mean? Like he's like, oh yeah, you're just trying to be Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. Gotcha. Probably not wearing any underwear. Like, I yeah, can imagine. No, no, yeah, no. absolutely not. It's like you know, duffel, I, duffel bag. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I didn't really get your thing until I saw Jaws. And I, <laughs> <laughs> now I get your thing. I get your thing. <laughs> there, there was a cool thing that I read. So several decades after the film came out. Um, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kintner, the mm-hmm. one that lost her son. Oh, yeah. She walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kintner sandwich. It was a fish sandwich. Okay. It's called the Alex Kintner sandwich. She commented that she had played the mother of this Alex Kittner in Jaws many, many years ago. The owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and he was none other than Jeffrey Voorhees, who had played Alex Kittner. He, they had not seen her since the original shoot, and he started a restaurant. That's he opened really a restaurant cool. and named it after his character in <laughs> that's, Jaws. That's amazing. And they reunited after, like, that's so cool. 20 years or something like that. I read that, too. I'm like, God damn, that's I lo- such that's, a cool yeah. story. That's just beautiful. Yeah. It really is, yeah. <laughs> the tiger shark? Yeah, um, so they caught the tiger a shark. A what? Right? Uh-huh. A, a what? <laughs> what? What is it? Who? <laughs> Whose shark is that? <laughs> it's not anybody's. Stop asking questions. It's just a shark, man. There's you a fucking it. arrow in that thing, too. <laughs> Those fucking idiots. 
I bet they're just like just peppering it, just throwing everything they got at it, man. And you know what? I kind of feel bad for that shark. He's not I even. I know. He's not even the shark. Yeah. I, I hate what this movie did. Yeah. It's it's so like does the, Peter Benchley. So really, yeah. yeah, because it's this it's this like vilifying of a creature. Like, okay, so let's say it's a paranormal movie. Yeah. And and like and it gets you mad about this like the Slender Man. Ghost Slender- Shark. I yeah. think that's actually a movie. But, <laughs> no, but go ahead. Sorry. It's got if it's Slender Man, like we can all like hate Slender Man, yeah. but like it's not a real thing. Right. Maybe. Uh, but but sharks are real, and you're you're vilifying a, an actual creature that that is has lived for. They think sharks are some of the oldest creatures in the world, mm-hmm. right? And that they've lived in a territory that has no humans, and now we like kill them because we're scared that they're going to eat yeah, us right. when we're the ones that are in their fucking tone. You're we're the invasive part of their yeah yeah, and I hate that. It's like uh, a couple years ago, a black cat ran onto the field at a New York Giants football game. And the Giants were winning, and after the cat ran on the field, the Giants ended up blowing the game and losing. And the headline of the paper was, Black Cat Curse. And, like, that single fucking bullshit move of that paper probably got, like, 10,000 black cats killed. When it's just, mm. when do it's better just, as your a team. team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the fucking cat's you fault. You fucked up, idiots. Yeah. And that, that's the one thing I really do hate about this movie. And, and they show it. They're almost, like, showing it yeah. in this movie. is yeah. like, kill, why, why kill a shark? Right. And it's, like... Like what? It, it, you're more likely to be killed by bees, yeah. I think, than sharks. Like yeah. it's so so rare, so rare. Yeah. Um, and if you and if you get bitten by a shark, it's your fault. It's probably your fault. You're yeah. in there. You're bitch. in the ocean. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you signed up for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. It's uh, if you fall into a tank with a captive shark in it, I guess <laughs> you know maybe there we can we can call this fifty fifty. Ace Ventura. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. But at this point, like when you're in the ocean, it's on you, bro. Yeah. It's on you. I'm yeah. sorry. Dude, especially like I saw a Shark Week uh, clip of like, it was like the newest, the new, oh, look at this the attack. New one. Look at this huge great white attack this man. The guy was in like a plexiglass little thing, <laughs> all in black, looking like a sea otter, which they love. And the, the, the thing was been circling him for like hours. And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I know what's going to happen. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what's going to happen? It fucking like launched up at him, tried yeah, cool. to get him and lifted him out of the thing. And they're like, oh my God, we got to get him. It's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, maybe. You're in a glass thing. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> 45 minutes later yeah let's now let's do something about it (laughs) i mean it was pretty fucking cool do it for the gram bro that's that's what it was i got me (laughs) you gotta watch this real (laughs) got me no but peter peter benchley is the same way he like after this movie after the move his novel and then the subsequent movie came out uh and his like fear he created and kind of violence towards sharks he was really uh sad about well and and that's on us too because it's bullshit this is a movie this is a book this is a story grow up yeah like just read it read it and watch it for what it is and then don't hate sharks because of a movie or a book. I mean, if you watch Sharknado and when a tornado happens, you're like, there's some sharks in there. I got to go kill some sharks. <laughs> you're probably a little messed up in the fucking head. Yeah, okay. I would say so. You're the guy that thinks he can shoot bullets into a hurricane to make it turn. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Get out of here, Kate. Get out of here, Kate. <laughs> or holding an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so scene three, not believing that it was the same shark, Hooper and Brody go out on the water to find a half-sunken vessel containing the body of a local fisherman. They believe a huge great, great white is responsible for the deaths. Mayor Vaughn refuses to close the beaches on the 4th of July weekend. The shark arrives and kills a boater. Brody then convinces a guilt-ridden Vaughn to hire a fisherman named Quint. It's kind of crazy, though, like with all like the hysteria before this scene, uh, you kind of get caught up in it. Like it's rallying the boys. Oh, they, it killed the boy. Let's go kill this animal. You yeah. know, you kind of like, I don't know, like probably um, uh, villages. Like if there's like a lion loose or something like that, they're like, well, we got to go get this motherfucker, you know, like I guess it's kind of like that. Like it's just primal. Goes but, to that. And, yeah. And you do kind of get caught up in it. And I, I you know. As much as we kind of blame them for just kind of killing an animal out of pure fear, right? Yeah, uh, I get it. It's instinctual. Yeah, yeah. It's mob mentality of they don't know. They only know pretty much what they have been told mm-hmm. at this point um, that it was a shark, and they don't have any facts of. They don't know what type of they're hunting. Obviously, they know. They know that it's a killer they know shark. It's a shark, and it's killer. Yeah. Not like killer, bro, <laughs> not but like, like... Not like rad as fuck. Not like rad. <laughs> He's got like a sideways hat like, on. <laughs> some fucking dope sunglasses and shit. Real fuckable, right, Mike? We're fucking... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what? What's the big deal? Sorry, Joey. No fucking like viper shades on. Like, you know, like a mullet. Like, viper st- steps and it's What's like... What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, dude? Straight up not having a good time. That truck uh, is killer as fuck. I thought I forgot this was for Joey. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> oh, Joey, I'm so Joey. <laughs> no. Uh, oh no. Um, my my other thing though too is <laughs> get the get the visual out I'm of out. your head. Yeah, you gotta clear good. it out of your head. We're good, professionals. Uh, <laughs> professionals. Um, but I love what I what I do really love <laughs> is once Richard Dreyfus, once Hooper walks into that morgue or whatever, and he's like, "I want to see the body." Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's really good. I just I love how he almost just turns on them to yeah. a degree, and he's like, "This is this is obnoxious. This is a shark attack. You guys, like, either you're idiots or you're covering it up." Yeah. Is basically what he's saying, and I loved that part. For it was me. really good. like he's like, like he gets in there and it goes from like, "Oh yeah, let's go get the shark and and then we'll be all safe and be able to swim again." To this is really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I have a glass of water? Because I can't catch my breath. Like he, a he's, little shot glass of water. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, I loved that moment, and I it just is another part of of his performance that I just really really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I I mean, like he gets slapped, kind of brings a whole vibe down of like, yeah, we got him and everything. Yeah. Um, and then I I like the the like the wine scene where Hooper comes over to the uh, yeah the house. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, there. Uh, his uh, Roy Scheider's acting in this, like he's just kind of dejected and kind of drunk and everything. I I like his acting a lot, where he's like, I'm the chief of police. I can do anything. Yeah. You know? So he wants to go cut open the shark. And what comes out of that shark? Like it, it's fish, fish heads. You know, like sharks eat everything. Uh, I guess like a I don't a no, license I don't plate. Think that's true. License plate, and they just siphon milk from. It, there's milk came out of that shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh and, yeah. And like, come on, if he, if they did actually eat a license plate, which they don't, uh, 
I ate a quarter once, and then when it did come out of me, it was all like acidic and like <laughs> tarnished because my body did stuff to it. That license plate was like, it's still normal. It was like hanging on my wall. It's all that damn tang. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if you swallow a quarter, it looks weird when it comes out. And you never kept it. You don't like keep it around your neck. So like, this is my shit. You haven't, <laughs> seen, you haven't seen me with my shirt on. What if I, what if I have it on in a necklace right now? Okay. <laughs> I want to believe that. What? My ass change. <laughs> you just have a quad. Not funny. I kept it in my purse for a little while. <laughs> the, the x-ray was weird. <laughs> I bet it was. God damn. Uh, that this, this scene though is pretty frightening though. Then they go out on the ocean. That's mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. is that that's probably the scare of scares in this movie. Like I'm assuming when you first saw this in the theater, that head popping out of the boat. Yeah, that's that's got to be the one that got everybody. Like, oh. Absolutely, I, and it was an add-on too. Like the movie was done uh, and like and was screened for audiences, and people were like, I love this shit. Uh, this is such. Yeah. A, this is a great fucking movie. And uh, Spielberg was like, I think I can get one more thing. Really? In there. And the producers were like, No, we, it's perfect, man. What do you do? Like it was a nightmare film in this bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So he spent three thousand dollars of his own money to just get that scene of the head popping out. And he's like filmed it in a pool. I was gonna say because there's zero, there is zero swells during this whole scene yeah. when their boats out there. I was like, that can't be in the ocean. Hmm. Even on the calmest ocean night, there's still some rolling. Yeah, yeah. But that was just like it's <laughs> yeah, a pool. True, true. <laughs> it's <laughs> a pool. It's pretty still. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he shot like different versions of it. Like it, it pops out, and then he sees it, or you know what I mean. Uh, and he showed it to like his editors, Verna Fields, and everything. And uh, the one that's in the movie is obviously the one that scared everyone the most. And once they screened that for another audience, he was like, the producers were like, okay, well, yeah, we'll give you your next movie for free. Okay, much. fine, you're good. Yeah. Mm. It's just cool. Like he's he's he was so invested in this, and we'll get more into it, like, of his genius. But God damn it, yeah, he's when so you, good. You've also got this now, the, probably the most famous oneer of the movie. Maybe it's it's like three minutes long. It's where they're talking to the mayor, Hooper and Brody are talking to the mayor, and they're walking, and they get in front of the sign. Uh, oh, we're talking props. Oh, no. Ooh, you can't. Ha- you can't have a sign. I'm taking that fucking sign. You can't. Where are you gonna put it? I'm putting it outside of my house. <laughs> I'm putting I'm it outside of my house. I can put up a top. fence. I can put up a billboard, dude. I don't That's care. That's really cool. The the Amity with the yeah. with the graffiti on it. It's Top really shark. awesome. Yeah, I. It's just maybe so, we'll get you a smaller version of it. No. No. Okay. No. No. The one in the movie, Actually, or nothing. How cool would it be? Like, let's say you won the billion dollar lottery. Like, the first thing I would do is buy a bunch of billboards in town and just put things like that on it. Yeah. <laughs> things oh, from yeah. movies that'd be oh, amazing. Oh god, yeah, I want that for sure. It's it's just like the the cool looking seventies kind of vibe of it, it too. And, and yeah, I would love that. So. For sure. For sure. Got give it up. I, it was that, or uh, maybe I'll give you an idea. Or Brody's Jeep. Oh, that's I know. A cool Jeep. It's a fucking awesome car. Yeah, that is a super dope Jeep. I want the mayor's anchor suit. With all the anchors on it, nice. I, think it'd be a cool, I think it'd be a cool suit to wear around. <laughs> but it, I like the water. But it can't salt be. life. Salt life. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't have it tailored to you. It has to be. Yeah, like, oh yeah, no, I want. I want the exact way it is. Here. I have no clue how tall or can't heavy wash it. Is. Like you have, to, you have to call that suit killer. A killer suit. <laughs> it's it's killer rad, dude. dude. I want the sign off the back of Quint's boat that says Orca. Cool. I want that sign. Like, yeah, that like the the name sign. I thought someone was for sure going to have, uh, I think it's the game is Killer Shark. Where they're like that, that game that that dude's playing oh. uh, before the scene where uh, um, Brody's kid is involved. 
It oh. show, shows that like that uh, stand up oh, yeah. that cabinet game. He's like shooting sharks and shit. Killer oh, shark. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that was a real game. I don't know. Probably those not. those cool. games were so interesting because they used like like uh, reflected yeah. light and stuff. Yeah. It was so weird. Those were very interesting. I know you're they were about. very popular back yeah. then. Yeah. Do you know why his boat was called the Orca? Because they kill sharks. Yeah, or? like orca ki- killer whales. Orcas are like the only known predator to great whites. Is that right? Yes. Ah, okay. So that's kind of a nice little touch. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if that's what Quint was thinking, but that's what the movie was thinking. <laughs> it, I guess. Right? If, if he wasn't thinking that, then it's orca. Very, very. Well, it's bad. Is bad, bad, bad juju to change the name of a boat. So he might have bought it. It was already called Orca. I you see. You cannot change the name of a boat. Okay. Can't just letting you know, name. salt life. So they <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> that is enough. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on to that thought. It, it, are you still talking about the sign scene, the one or oh, yes, yes? Okay, cool. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I they get done explaining to him just like how severe this threat is, yeah. and all he's got in his eyes is fucking dollar signs. He's like, So there's a monster killing everyone. He's like, Yes, that's what I'm saying. Think we can make some money off of this? <laughs> Pretty sure I could squeeze some dollars mm. out. And I, I love, I love uh, Richard Drivers's just laugh that, after he tells it. It's so good. I'm so excited. No, that <laughs> that's like probably my favorite part about that little Warner scene is like he's he's clearly just like he's laughing because of how ridiculous. Yeah. this is. He's like, yeah. you don't understand. And he laughs and smiles like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's like, I'm not going to waste my time like yeah. with somebody like this who just doesn't believe the truth. You know, he, yeah, I love that his his laugh, and he just, I'm done with this guy. I'm, got, I'm done with this guy. You got to have such good actors. That's that's three minutes long it's that so whole good. scene. So you've got to run that so many times to get mm-hmm. that perfect reaction from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. One of the coolest shots for me of the movie though was now now everybody's back in the water and that shark is now shows up and and goes through that little canal yeah. into the pool or the pond or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. That is such a crazy juxtaposition shot where this giant killer shark is in the background going and Brody's youngest kid is just playing in the sand in yeah. front of it. Yeah. Without yes. without being able to see the it's shark. It's such menacing. Oh, yeah, it's just like terrifying. It's like foreboding and menacing all at the same time. It's just like just this creep, just this killer animal. And the kid's just like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so good. I I don't know if they're like cuz no one's in the water at this point. Right. And no one wants to go in the water cuz they're all freaked out. And so the mayor is like literally on the beach telling his like buddies like, "Hey, get get in the fucking water." It's like do you make money off of people being in the That's water? What I don't understand. They're already on your island. You so don't care. Yeah, you, they're already there. They're probably gonna buy some it, shit. You know, yeah. they're ver- they're VRBO. Like they can't cancel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're already there. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to let that hotel room go. You already paid for it. it You're not gonna get your money back. In fact, You're now right. they're gonna spend more money in town because they're not swimming. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> they're gonna go back to the 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 souvenir shops. Come to think of it, you probably don't want people at the water all that much. Yeah, you want them in your shops and shit. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. Oh, oh, damn! They're gonna spend more money in the restaurants. I think he just likes to see people getting bit by sharks. That's what it seems. Just all a plot by the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ocean's closed. Moose out front should have told you. Moose out front should have told you. That would have been really. Oh cool. my god, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So then shark kills shark kills the boater. That shot of Brody's it's, kid almost dying is like incredible to me. The the shot that free I think the freakiest shot to me of the entire movie is when that dude gets turned over in oh the my boat. God. 
and he's trying to get back on and it's for like PO or like bird's eye. And yeah. you can just see Ugh. the open jaws of jaws, Bruce, actually what they call him. Yeah. Uh, Bruce like coming after him and then getting pulled down. It is like, holy shit. That's so fuck. Like yep. it's just beneath the surface. I don't know why it freaks me out so much. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. It's it's very, very upsetting. <laughs> Originally, that was supposed to be like a much more brutal kill. They had they, There was a deleted scene of that guy. He When he got turned over and then bit, his leg bit off, the shark had him in his jaws and, and was like taking him around like uh, in the first scene. And he grabbed Brody's son like for whatever reason, just like out of desperation. So he was like holding on to him as he was spurting blood out of his mouth, like onto the kid. <laughs> There's deleted scenes of this. And, he, and Spielberg was like, it was just too bo- bad taste. No. I don't want to put it in there. Uh, well, let's, <laughs> let's not do that part. There's enough blood, I guess, already. We've well, already killed sex, pe- sex people. <laughs> no. <laughs> and a dog. Like, and a dog. Yeah. And that's worth like 10 people. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they knew they crossed the line already. So. They knew. And I was also really upset when, like, they're, they're going out after the sharks, and then there's another boat, and they got two dogs on there. And I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, you're taking your dogs. They don't know. Out in the ocean. You're just, what, are you using them as bait? What are you doing? <laughs> You're sick, people. You're sick. People are sick. I don't know why I thought it was so funny when everyone was like, like piling out of the water, and it's like all the individual shots of just like the random people, like the the extreme close up of the old dude like getting trampled on the beach. Pretty awesome. He's like like drowning and shit. And then there's just the the shot of the girl with the uh, her baby in her hand. She's like, ah, 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 ah. It's not moving. It's like you just just screaming is gonna protect yeah. me, I guess. And, yeah. then, and then you got Uncle Frank in the water, like pushing kids out of the way to get get out of my way. I gotta get on the- <laughs> yeah, <what's> up. <laughs> Basically, Uncle Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with those clubs, punk? <laughs> <laughs> I again, I just go back and forth because like not even the people know what they want to do. Yeah. At first, at the town meeting or whatever, they're like, "Well, are you closing the beaches?" It's like. Um. Yeah, we're gonna close the beach. You can't close the beaches. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? And then it's and then now they're like, you're not. Are you closing the beaches? Like, no, we're not gonna close. Well, what are you doing? You gotta close the beaches. It, and you're just like, there's no making these people happy. Yeah. Like, they're you just won't, they'll never make them happy. Yeah. So they deserve it. <laughs> I'm on yep. Bruce's side, bro. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I guess what I guess what I'm nice getting at. Goons. Look, look, man. I'm on Bruce's side here. Look. <laughs> I think all those people deserve it. Killer God. Shark's got to kill. Except for the dog. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move this along. So uh, scene four, Quint, Brody, and Hooper set out on Quint's boat, the Orca, to hunt the shark. They catch a bite from a shark and attach a flotation barrel to it. At nightfall, the crew exchange a heartfelt moment while drinking. The shark returns unexpectedly, ramming the boat's hull and disabling the power. The men work through the night repairing the engine. I love how much shit Quint gives Hooper just straight off the bat. Like he's just, he's literally his complete opposite, like the more scientific yeah. side. But it was actually real. They kind of hate each Did other they? on set, and like it added to like the the okay. tension between them, which is kind of fun to watch, yeah. to my, in my opinion. But did you did you see that when I was looking for some stuff? I found I was trying to find like behind the scenes Jaws stuff on YouTube. I found this. Um, Richard Dreyfus in like 2014 was on the Late Late Show. He was a guest. And I'm going to read this. He was in Dublin for a special screening of Jaws, and he appeared on this Irish talk show, The Late Late Show. Robert Shaw's 14-year-old granddaughter was was in the audience. Now, Robert Shaw died like three years after Jaws. Uh, his 14-year-old granddaughter was there, and Dreyfus, like, 
they they talked about they showed this is during the episode Drivers got super emotional mm. like he was like holding back tears and uh, he was basically saying that um he got to meet Shaw's granddaughter and they she asked him like what my what what was my grandpa like mm. and Dreyfus like basically told him that I mean he was incredible we had our we had our moments but that like he misses him dearly and he was one of the most talented people he ever worked with and he was just like <clears throat> You know, he's like holding back tears, like while he was trying to talk about Robert Shaw and this thing in front of his granddaughter. It was incredible, wow. Wow. incredible moment, man. It, it, there's, there's so many moments. Like, th- that's a human thing to me. I think because, like, even on like the making of, which I highly recommend. Uh, just you can buy this for like five fucking dollars anywhere. There's a two hour documentary on this bitch. It is fucking fascinating. Now there's a ton of them. What's that one called though? That's uh, like the main one. There's a yeah, there's this, a ton of documentaries about Jaws. The 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 making of Jaws. Oh, okay, just making two of Jaws. Two hour documentary. Cool. It's it's incredible and fascinating. But um the, there's so many interviews with like like Richard Dreyfus and he's like explaining like the tension between them as well. And he's like, but then like when he was on, he was the greatest Ugh. fucking actor I've ever seen in my life. And he's gotta give it to him. It's really cool. That yeah. camaraderie. The, I mean, we, we might as well talk about it. I, I, I don't remember this scene at all. I don't remember this, this to me, this is the best scene of the entire movie. This whole moment of them, it's nighttime. They're in the boat. They're, they're drinking, they're sharing, they're like having these laughs. Robert Shaw's laugh is so contagious. He's like, ha, 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 you know, he's like, yeah. they're showing their war stories, they're showing their scars, and then the whole thing turns to somber when he talks about the essay. I, I didn't, I never saw this scene. Yeah. And, and like this thing just, I, I went back and watched it like six times. I just kept <clears throat> rewinding this scene and watching it because of how un- Believable Robert Shaw was in this movie. That's that's one of those moments with Richard Dreyfus was like. Uh, so the backstory, I guess, is that Steven Spielberg he had this monologue and the story about USS Indianapolis, uh, and he had someone else write it, but it was like only a, a few paragraphs. He's like, I need I need a little more more meat, I think. And so he had his friend John Milius, our boy from Red Dawn, mm. um, come up with this whole monologue for Richard uh, or sorry, Robert Shaw yeah. and Robert Shaw was like, that's way too fucking long. And so Robert Shaw being a playwright himself adapted John Milius's from another writer's uh, like few paragraphs he wrote. So it was like an adaptation, adaptation, and then Robert Shaw's adaptation of that whole monologue. He did it in one shot. Well, and do you hear? So apparently yeah. they, they shot it and he was, Robert Shaw was a drinker. Yeah. And he wanted to do like state dependent learning. He wanted to be drunk while he did it. That's so, right. And he just, nothing was usable. They spent like an entire night doing this and it was terrible. And he came back the next day. He called he, Spielberg. He's like, I'm, dude, give me one more chance. Give me one chance. And he showed up and just fucking one take. Yeah. So, so like, good, how, does, how does he not win an Oscar yeah. for this? Just that moment. It's like sometimes I'll just be like bored and like I don't have any music to listen <laughs> to or like YouTube videos to watch or anything. I'm just like, I just want to listen to that. Oh, yeah. I've got it on vinyl. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> it's, you got that. You got that monologue on LP. <laughs> but but I believe like I almost feel like Robert Shaw was there. Like I feel like that really happened to him with how yeah, well he man. does it. The way that he switches tones in this, like he's he talks about it and he says, never, never. I'll never wear a life jacket again. But we delivered the bomb. Yeah. And like like that sarcastic smile of the like, when we did our job. Anyway. Nobody gives a fuck. We delivered anyway. the bomb. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Jeez. And the fact of that genius of I'll never wear a life jacket again. He's basically saying, after what I went through, let me drown. Yeah. 
as opposed to waiting for a shark to attack me. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that if you look that whole story up, just as a little anecdote, <sighs> it is terrifying. Yeah. There are some people that dispute it that say, well, you know, like it wasn't like that. And and some people did die from sharks, but it was mostly the already dead people. Yeah. But I, I don't care. Like yeah. it, that's <laughs> terrifying. No. There's I mean, there was like 400 men that went in that water or whatever he said is pretty accurate men went into water yeah 316 came out it's pretty accurate it's nuts oh anyway so I, I just i just have to no say, i want to say it one more time this is the best scene it's in the, movie. the best scene and yeah 100 yeah undisputable no matter what uh so the whole like barrel scene everything like that that even even that we didn't discuss it before, but like the dock, those two dudes who yeah. like throw the pot roast out there, and and um, that's just like Spielberg getting away with not being able to show Bruce because it was just not working. That's just like you know, it's so brilliant. Just like that's the that's the um, representation of the shark is those barrels and how like menacing and strong it is. It's just it's so good. I like it better. I, yeah. I like the fact that I'm scared that there's a shark somewhere that I can't see, yeah. but I know it's there. Right. I love. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that Spielberg, uh, like, em, em, employed as his like kind of technique on the water, at least, was to have the camera be like. Uh, level with the water, oh. so like you can like yeah. peek in and out of the water. Right. So it's like if you're actually in the water, that's what it would be like. Yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> that's that's what I had read is that he yeah. wanted to do that deliberately. So like it's like dipping and ducking almost yeah. with the with the tide, and uh, and it does it gives you that feeling of like you're out there. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing around you. <laughs> Whenever it's... the camera goes underneath you, like picture just a shark. Oh man, you yeah. know. You never know. You feel like it's going to pop up on you yeah. or something. I know. Did you did you notice that shooting star too? Yep. Apparently that was real. It was real. And they were like, well, we got to put that in there. I hate my note was like, come on. It was like Christmas vacation when they showed the giant fake moon. We're like, cool. We got to show that there's a shooting star. It's like, no, it was real. It was like, real. We got to put it in we there. We have to keep <laughs> it. I mean, come on. We have it was to a keep chi- it. It was a Chinese rocket falling back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. what it was. Uh, Ooh, commentary. I have, I have something to ask you, Sean. Um, Brody, to me, seems to have like no arc in this movie, right? It's just like, hey, he's Brody, and he's the chief, and he's going to be the one that's going to get the job done. Like, There's no development, really, of him to me, but the one cool thing I do like about Brody that I thought was kind of accurate is he gets on this boat, and he's clearly terrified of water, mm-hmm. and he just doesn't know what he's doing, and he's chumming the bait, and he's like, whoa, he's throwing up. But then like the next day, he's smoking cigarettes, chumming the water, yeah. like he's got his sea legs, he's drinking. Yeah. It's like if you've ever spent any time on the water, that's usually how it goes. Your first day, you're like, geez, I'm trying to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. The next day, you're like swearing like a pirate. I got this shit. <laughs> I can tie a knot. I can tie a whatever knot. I, I, I do like that little aspect of it, but overall, I just don't feel like Brody really like has, like you don't really feel for him. You're just like, oh, it's just that guy, and he's going to win the thing for us, you know, like. Yeah, one of the guys that they talked about was Charlton Heston, Ugh. right? And uh, his previous roles, they were like, well, we can't do some typecast guy who is like a hero. Yeah. Uh, because gotcha. he's like, he's got to be more normal. You know, like this guy has to be a somewhat more normal. We have to make it make them believe that the, he, the he shark could not, win. Yeah, he might not get right? it. Right. Yeah, that he might not win. And if we cast Charlton Heston... Lord and Savior Charlton Heston. He, just, he will. <laughs> NRA Charlton Heston. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> he will absolutely win. Like, he's going to win. Like, we just know he's going to win because he's Charlton Heston. Yeah, I get that. I like that. And and I, I like the idea that 
Um, you know, I don't need him to have an arc, I suppose. If like when I think about it, I do I do like what you're saying though. That is a funny thing. And I did not think about that. I'm like I suppose, he's just going for the, for yeah, it now. Yeah. And then and then there's that iconic shot where we finally kind of see right. and the shark pops. I suppose up. his arc is just getting over his fear of water. Yeah. I mean that's a good conquering point. A, a fucking gigantic impossible monster. And you it, know if he yeah. hadn't, if he hadn't, <laughs> if he, if he hadn't been, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Fine, he saved the world from I didn't a great mean white shark. I didn't mean that to be facetious. I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> Super fucking funny. I really wasn't trying well, to no. roast you. No, I really wasn't. <laughs> Give me some more scene ridge. Is that is that the scene? Is that the scene where he's chumming the water where he turns around? Yeah, and, he, and the shark comes up from behind him. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you read that? That apparently in the original cut. The shark came out and you couldn't you couldn't hear Brody's line of the that's when he says oh, you're yeah. gonna need a bigger boat. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the people were going, ah, the shark. And so they had to like give it time. They so expanded that the, it. Yeah, yes. so that his voice could actually happen in there. Yeah. Thanks, and he, Sean. he improvised that as well. I didn't know what to give you that or this. Peace offering. Yeah. Um sorry. <laughs> Peace offering. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he improv that line. Like that wasn't that wasn't written for him. He mm-hmm. was just like he just walked in and said it like yeah and that's kind of the beauty of carl gottlieb the the screenwriter who was brought in with peter benchley uh him being like more comedic background he encouraged more improvisation because like you know because the shark wouldn't work so they had to come up with some other idea to like try and show it a different way and so lines were kind of thrown out i was like oh look at that shark you know you can't say that if it's not working (laughs) you know I see it, but you can't see it because you're too slow to turn around. That's one heck of a shark. We didn't see it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. That is that that scene where he's. Why don't you come tell some of this shit, huh? It's fucking terrifying, and, yeah. and like you it really get the, you really get the scale of it. And when he says that, you're like, yeah, they're fucked, dude. They're, they are. There's compl- no way. And you can almost tell Quint knows it. Yeah. Around, around this point, he's like, yep, we're fucked. Is this the point um, that that he's like running his boat down? Uh, that's going to happen right now. Okay. Yep. So let's wait. let's finish it off. I so in wait. the morning, they continue to chase the shark, but the shark damages the boat, and it begins to slowly sink. Hooper ends, enters the water in a cage, but the shark destroys it. The shark then leaps onto the boat, devouring Quint. Brody is able to defeat the shark using a rifle to shoot a tank lodged in the shark's mouth. So this is where I'll I'll say John Williams obviously is a genius and one of the you know one of the most uh, prolific composers of all time has his music in our veins somehow. Right. Um, this when they're when they're like chasing and being chased by the shark, some of the like more. Yeah. I'm like I know exactly three, three what you're inches. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of kind of is. It just so I'm Pied Piper with a five. <laughs> He's got like one leg brave, up. Brave, like, brave, 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 <laughs> Sir Quinn. <Yeah. laughs> He's got one leg up like Jethro Toll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking. Hey, Aquila. <laughs> um, I don't know. It it just seems a little more, a little out of place for yeah. me. Yeah. And it it kind of taints the the feeling of the And I, I like the wonder and that's, that's, that's like Spielberg in general. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like awe and wonder is like what he's bringing to film. I just think that music is just a little out of place for me. There's, it's funny because you get hints actually um, of, or like nods to his like future work, like Home Alone or like like ET, uh, ET and like Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, every uh, movie ever made. Like you get these, (laughs) 
like there's these moments like uh he has his he has his uh uh his phrasing he uses yeah. he reiterates or reuses phrasing in his music a lot and you catch it from this all the way to uh home alone or to uh, uh, did he do goonies uh, uh I believe so I, uh, I, I don't remember. think so I don't think he did goonies but anyways um yeah very very interesting and then at the same time you're like this is pulling me out of the terror. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is for me. It's, just, it pull, it's pulling me in, you know, like there's, you can see like a smile on Brody's face sometimes of just like chasing like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like it's before the threat is actually real, you know, right. and I, I get those moments of it. But yeah, sometimes it just gets to me. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I thought that on, on rewatch. For sure, um, Dave Gruzin was Goonies. Dave Gruzin, absolutely. Uh, yes. I, I get him and John Williams mixed up all <laughs> every time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> uh, but Steve Goozer, can <laughs> my friend Steve Goozer go? <laughs> I still to this day that's like one of my favorite names ever. What's your name, Steve Goozer? Steve Goozer. <laughs> Steve Goozer. Oh boy. <laughs> So anyway, Jaws. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> huh? Do you know how many uh, minutes of uh, film time the shark had? I'm uh, gonna say like like two and a half. <laughs> like four, four minutes of screen time wow. in this movie. It? And and again, I think it's I think it's better for it. Yeah. I think that that is that was one of the best things that could have ever happened to the movie was to to not let that really go nuts. Yeah, um, I I think you're right. I think. Uh, the way that that thing was made and and they had like four versions of it and i think seeing it too much would have it would have made it less scary yeah you know like by the time that thing is up on the deck of the boat you know what i mean and like it it looks like it looks like somebody's bad fever dream to like and mm. in some points you know what i mean like that's what it seemed like to me does it does it hold up for you guys? The whole the whole design and everything, like when you can really see it, especially when it's on the boat. I'm actually fine with it. I am too, to be honest. I, I know that there's a lot of talk about well, it just didn't turn out and wasn't very. I, I'm I believe that to be a real shark. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm just I'm just saying the way. Well, I'll just say it now. Like when Quint mm-hmm. gets yeah. eaten and stuff. That <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> oh, no. Oh! <laughs> We better get a spoiler warning into our at an hour thirty. I don't know. Uh, there, there will be spoilers, uh, but like when he's getting eaten, that that part to me seems like somebody's like bad dream, like that they're that they're having. Yeah, you know, like well, this pit uh, that they're just falling into. You it's, know, it's uh, Grandpa Tanaka's bad fever dream. It is. Right? There you From go. Tremors. Yes. <laughs> tremors. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 on top of like the shot that I was talking about earlier of him like under the water. Just like this is obviously the most terrifying scene, yeah. and I buy every single minute of it. There's yeah. no, there's no score here. It's just him, like sliding down Ugh. to a bottomless pit in something that's gonna kill Ugh. him. Yeah, and his screams and everything are just ter- it, it's it's really hard to yeah. watch. It is very hard to watch because uh, it gets him like in the gut, and he's got like the machete in his fucking cheek or something. You know, he's yeah. just trying whatever, and uh, Brody's just trying to get him, but he can't. And then it then it gets down to his chest, and he spurts out the blood, and it's Ooh. just he's just underwater, and that's it. And then yep. he's just you're just gone. You're it's gone. the same as the woman. You're, it goes from loud noise and yes. terrifying to it's so it's so terrible, especially that boisterous human yeah. that yeah. he was. You know, like 
he seems invincible. Yeah. But he's not. Absolutely. And he gets killed by the thing that he's trying to hunt. Well, and that was kind of my uh, leading when we were kind of leading into this is it's it's like he was destroying his boat on purpose or like he knew it's like he knew that he was doing that. Like, do you agree? He, he yeah, he had like a I guess like a death a death wish. Uh, yeah, and he was uh, Quint was Quint was ready for it. I feel he I was feel just, like he was looking for it because it's it's either he's either going to get this shark or he's going to die trying. Mm-hmm. And it is the most literal version of that yeah. die trying. Like that's why he like destroys the radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's like, no one else is coming. We out die here. or we save yeah. the shark. And he's making that. Shark. I think that was the scary thing. And that's like why I didn't like him in the past Yeah, yeah, yeah. is he was making this decision for those other yeah. people yeah. that I'm probably just going to get you killed. Yeah. And I thought that was really weird. So I, st- I always thought of him as a bad guy. Sure. Actually. I mean, you probably still can. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, He's a selfish person. Yeah. yeah. Not, he has not, he has no care about these guys. Yes. I wouldn't put it past you if you, if you hate him, you know, mm. he's, he's a, he's a good character in that way. Like yeah. There's, there's so many, you know, thoughts that you can have about him. Uh, we didn't mention like the cage and everything that Hooper gets yep. in. Yeah. Um, I want to say, uh, just for, because uh, it's so incredible, the real shark footage. Uh, yeah, that was real. Some of the underwater stuff was real. A lot right? of that was real. Uh, Rob and Valerie Taylor were hired to direct all of the scenes, including real sharks and the cage underwater. To have real sharks look way bigger than they actually are, Spielberg came up with the idea of having a little person, a little person or a, a dwarf. I don't know what... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. For this, I'll say little person. Sorry if I'm offending anybody. <laughs> why'd, uh, you, why'd you look at our producers? <laughs> I looked at the camera. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay, I get it. They just both threw their hands up at the same time. What the fuck's going on? Um, came up with the idea to have a little person to be in the cage to have the shark look bigger in scale. So a smaller cage than, uh, cage than normal, too. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Uh, to have I the shark look bigger that. in scale compared yeah. to a human being. He had auditions for uh, little people to come in and, and get this role to go to Australia with this couple. And... Uh, this guy came in all bloody and he, he he's like, what, why are you fucking bloody dude? He's like, I just got in a car accident right outside of like Paramount or universal or whatever the fuck. And uh, he's like, did you leave the scene of the crime? You can't do that. He's like, yeah, I just want, I really wanted this. And so <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know, like I'm, I'm ready for this and I'll do, I'm dedicated. I'll do anything for you. And he's like, okay, well go figure out your shit and come back. And he's like, because he was so t- tenacious about it. I hired him. <laughs> Pretty cool. like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It does, though. That makes complete sense. No, that that shark looks gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Against that cage. In fact, a lot and of terrifying. Some of the shots, like when uh, the shark finally hits Hooper's cage, the close up of his eyes were that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. that was the screen time. Man. Yep. How about yeah. that? Look at, look at that guy. Seconds of fame. Look at that little guy. Well, no. Oh shit! <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't mean that. I didn't. Mean, I always say that. I always, that's just you something know I that's say. My thing. I've said. I've said that for a lot. Hey, I've said that a lot of times. God. It's our last one. Thanks to you guys. Okay. It was a good run. We had a great time. We almost made it to hundred. <laughs> oh man. The, uh, the the final like kind of where it all ends up. Um, it's still very scary to me even after the shark is done that they're just floating out there he and still has to get back he's still yeah. gotta get back yeah. bro like like you know how'd they get back <laughs> they swim it they just swam uh, yeah they had the the barrels they made a little oh, platform. they did they did they did the they did like the raft thing almost 
just yeah. slam on the barrels. Yeah. God, okay. Weekend at Bernie style. We get Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, Qu- if if Quint was in one piece, I could probably just yeah, uh, coast in on him. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, weekend at Quint. That's what we do here. We like to <laughs> take different movies yeah. and put them into other movies. Uh, fire you, son of a bitch. So what do they do when they get back to town though? Like you know, it's not like they're pulling all their GoPros that they had set up. <laughs> yeah. To be like, look what happened. Look like, at our footage. How how does that conversation go? Uh, yeah. Well, with the town, the town doesn't give a fuck. They're like, you killed her, right? Yeah. So they, we can open the beaches. We can go back on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't understand. Quint's, Quint's dead in the boat, and there's... So it's dead? There's actually a lot of blood in the water right now. We should probably wait for it to dissipate for other sharks. Yeah, and other sharks right. are coming in. Yeah. 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 We don't know if this thing had a family. <laughs> in fact, a little moment of silence for Bruce. Bruce. <sighs> Poor Bruce. Just doing what he's made to do. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Is that all you guys got? That's all I got on it. I just want to say uh, one more thing, I guess. Uh, Peter Benchley's ending of the book was actually like really anticlimactic. Um, like the movie? Like the movie? Yeah, because it just sort of goes, eh, we're done. But he blows up. I know. The, the death of the shark. Up. The death of the shark was really anticlimactic. They just had him like getting worn out, basically, and just like kind of... Ooh, yeah, that's not good. Drowning, pretty much. Is but, he dead? I don't know. Yeah. And so... Uh, Spielberg, he's like, I need to. We need something big. We need something like for the audience, big. And uh, he came up with this idea to, to like have the shark explode with the gunshot and Brody. And P- Peter Bench was like, That's no, that's not. It's way too blown. It's way too blown out of proportion. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, you can't have this go on. And he's like, Listen, if I have the audience for this long, and I do that. They're going to believe anything that I do. Correct. And then he was reminded, uh, Peter Benchley was reminded of like a quote from William Goldman, who actually wrote uh, Princess Bride. Uh, he said, reality may be great and truth may be wonderful, but none of that holds a candle to believability. And so once you have that audience and once you have them in the palm of your hand, you can do anything and they will believe it and go along with you, you know, yeah. and you got to trust that in an audience member. Yeah. And I really, I really like that. Uh, a Peter Benchley was like, you know what? You're right. Fine. It's it's a great fucking decision. Well, and it's true. You can't you can't shoot a gun into a scuba tank and have it explode. Mythbusters. Yeah, they yeah. did it. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. That does. That's not how that works. Right. But but I'm able to suspend disbelief and just go. This is the movie, and awesome. That mm-hmm. worked. Unlike most of the people that write negative reviews. <laughs> right. You can't. I listen. <laughs> the, it's not a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So you can't even. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of pressure it would take to pull down one of those barrels. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry for ruining your be- beautiful ending shot. Thanks. You want to try it again? Yeah, yeah let's do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that it, everybody? That's it. We have dissected Jaws from 1975 with a modern eye, and we are here to give it some ratings uh, after some critical rewatches. AJ, what do you think, man? I really enjoyed it um, this time around, and it's still... It still creeps me out, and I think that uh, that's a testament to really how good it is still, how how well it does still hold up, um, that I can watch it and not feel like uh, I'm getting bored or like wanting to pick it apart for being an older movie, you know? So um, is it like my favorite thing, and do I have all the respect? I mean, I have a lot more respect for it. How often am I going to go back and watch it? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to – I'm going to – let this be a uh, 7.1. Hmm. 7.1 for the age. Sean, what about you, man? 
Uh, you know, I, I come back to this movie every summer. Uh, there was one time I just, I went to my dad's randomly and we were both just having some whiskey and drinking and this was just on TV and it was one of the best nights we were just hanging out, talking and watching Jaws and just like, Oh man, that's such a good scene. Just commenting on like, what's, what's great about it. Um, I've always loved it as a kid, uh, still scares me today to go on the, like I literally saw the, the trailer for the shallows when it, when that was coming out, another shark movie, which is pretty good. And I was shitting on a toilet. Sorry, Joey. Shitting on a toilet and afraid a shark was going to get me from the toilet. <laughs> like, I literally had anxiety watching the trailer because this movie. Um, I just think it's so expertly made and uh, uh, launched what cinema is today, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I have to say 8.8. 8.8 for the Shauner. Uh, happy birthday to your dad, by the way. Yeah. He yeah. Has a birthday today. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think this movie's great. I, I compare it to an album where there's like there's like your favorite song in the world and the rest are okay but you're still going to put that album in like your top 10 because yeah. yes. because of that song. Yes. This this scene I still cannot stop thinking about Robert Shaw and this weird emotional roller coaster that happens in that cabin at night. Mm-hmm. And I I have watched it so many times and it's like become one of my favorite scenes. When they're comparing their scars. Unbelievable. Too. And so his cool. laugh and then how it all comes apart and it's 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 incredible. Like the, the rest of it is is really good, um, but that scene really stands out to me. So it's not it's not like one of my all time favorite movies, everybody, but it's it's high up for me. So I, I'm an eight point six. Nice. Also yeah. the so it's the only best picture Oscar nominee to not. In 1976, that also did not get Best Director nomination. It was like this hmm. slag against Spielberg. Like, oh, he's just he's not good enough to be Best Director. But the movie's Best yeah. Movie candidate. And, uh, and I think that changed after this. People were like, okay, Spielberg's yeah. the best. Yeah, it, it, seems, it seems like if you made the he deserved what's it. nominated for the best movie of he the year, be probably then you kind of had a part in that a little Agreed, bit. Eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler Dark, executive producer, says a terrific movie of its time. Jaws still fills the viewer with anxiety and perfectly built suspense with a score as iconic as the themes of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, etc. You cannot find a better suspense movie from the 70s. The only gripes I I could give this movie is a bit of jank look to the shark model, which the director did an excellent job of not showing through most of the movie. I am just as excited and on on the edge of my seat every single time I sit down to watch this movie because somehow I can never get the timing of the suspense right and it gets me every time so with a modern eye I'd like to give this movie an 8.5 and I'm going to stick to swimming pools for the rest of the summer <laughs> so that is uh, this got to be pretty high our joint uh, modern day rating is 8 Point two five, nice. Which is going to put us probably pretty high here, fellas. Uh, Eight point two five is going to get us right in the top fifteen. That is at Jurassic Park is eight point two six. Wow, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. So this is right below Jurassic Park. Nice. And the Wedding Singer was an eight point two six. Really? Course. No yeah. shit. Yeah. We gave the Wedding Singer. Wow. Uh, wedding Singer is a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, well, thanks, everybody, for being here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We are going to continue with the summer of 70s all through August. Uh-huh. Uh, next week, we got Monty Python and the Holy Grail, also from 1975. Weird. Uh-huh. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Mini Bites, Pete and Pete, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yes. Listen, if you don't watch The Adventures of Pete and Pete in the summer or the fall, like, you're doing life wrong. Because yeah. it is a fucking vibe yep. and that, so, that show is so, so, so awesome and there's some vibe. there is <laughs> salt life 
<laughs> I had to say it one more time. So go back and listen to that one. Our mini bites are are really fun. Like if you're like, oh, it's not a movie. Like they're very fun episodes. Yeah, go absolutely. back and listen to that. Okay. You can call us at 319-804-9596. Here's a voicemail for you. Hey, what's up, dudes? It's uh, Gary from Wisconsin. Gary. Way up there uh, north there, Hater. Oh, wow. Um, just letting you know I, I love the podcast. I uh, found it maybe two or three months ago and have been sneaking a Bluetooth earbud in my ear at work and <laughs> have gotten through the whole catalog. Um, one thing uh, that bugs me, though, is... Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like you have a lot of horror films, which uh, is fine. I know it's not the, it's not the genre of choice for most people. It's not fine. Most people are scared little babies. Um, but uh, why no alien? Why, 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 do you, why do you do the wedding singer and not alien, though? <laughs> alien is legitimately one of the greatest movies of all time. It uh, doesn't even matter if you like horror or not. It's... One of the greatest movies of all time. It's the greatest movie of all time. Please do Alien. Stop running away from horror movies. Do horror movies. Do Alien. Bye. My friend, I want to tell you that the, it's perfect timing because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, one of our executive producers, Tyler Dark, has chosen that for his movie. We will be doing Aliens November 2nd. Tyler so we're not running away. Man. We're not running away. Not running away from that at all. And that it could be it could have been a 70s summer, 79, oh, you know? Could have true. been uh, could have been that, but uh, hey man, thank you for listening and thank you for checking us out and thank you for reiterating that we need some more horror movies on this show. Uh. <laughs> 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 And I think that's about all we got. How should we take everybody out here, AJ? Guys, the most important thing you can do, make sure you just follow us on all of the social media platforms. Make sure. Look for the Confused Breakfast anywhere on the social media platforms. And go to confusedbreakfast.com. Hit all the links for everything that we do and everything we have. Yeah, man. If you want to represent us in public and show everybody that you love this show, mm-hmm. get on our merch store, confusedbreakfast.com. We got shirts, stickers, koozies. We don't have koozies. We have mugs. I can tell you that. Damn dang uh, it. Yeah, damn dang it. Prior and Sons. You get get that stuff and tell people that you love the, the show and uh, get yep. that at confusedbreakfast.com. And go support all of our sponsors and check us out on patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. So many crazy bonus audio perks. If you've made it this far... You clearly love this show and you want to support it. So we put a lot of work into this and that's your donation monthly to us gives you cool stuff. And it also helps us do this. So immensely. We can't do this without you. No, absolutely. So I think I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.